four of mademoiselle de belleisle by alexandre dumas translated by francis n campbell eighteen o nine to eighteen ninety three this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org act four scene one an apartment of state in the palace at chantilly daumont d'auvray chamillac and other gentlemen at the gaming-table on the right of the stage two others playing at dice on the left madame de valcourt and richelieu walking about upon my honour i don't understand this business the least in the world myself she maintained to me that she did not know what i meant with the most miraculous assurance but how did you get into the room do explain that to me excuse me that is a useful secret but you don't know the best of the story yet the man who betted against me who held the stakes the chevalier d'aubigny well was in three days to have married this very girl this gabrielle de belleisle good gracious you don't say so and how has he taken the business why i rather think heroically and tragically to the last degree no really why he has called upon me three times to-day leaving his name each time and the hour at which he called unluckily i was out hunting where by the by i've done up a capital horse but as i came home and was informed of the trouble the chevalier had taken in my behalf i returned his civility of course it was decreed however that we were not to meet for he was out when i called on him so i left my card and wait further measures from him and what news did you bring us from paris my dear marchioness none whatever i hardly had time to alight before i came back again the duke de bourbon arrived just in time to help the king into his carriage and his majesty with more than his usual cordiality even begged him not to be late at supper because after supper he wished him to make one in his rubber i think really we are in higher favour than ever look sharp after our dear bishop that's all if a gust comes it will be from his quarter as for me the last time i saw him he looked so devilish sweet upon me that i've been terrified at it ever since oh, my dear duke you slander him he's a worthy man who looks with indifference on earthly greatness and only sighs for privacy and seclusion why you surely have forgotten that on the death of the regent it was he who presented the duke de bourbon to the king hmm. perhaps he thought if he presented himself the effect might not be altogether so good <laughs> i think you are mistaken for you see yourself that at the slightest difficulty or disagreement the bishop is always ready to throw up his hand and forsake the game yes and by trying that experiment twice he has ascertained beyond a doubt that his royal pupil cannot endure his absence you say he sighs for privacy and abhors power pomp and station take my word for it we shall yet live to see him cardinal and prime minister don't you think so demon my dear fellow i have the vilest hand never mind you know the saying who loses at play wins in love maybe so but in spite of the proverbs i'm unlucky every way 
you must not say so just now my dear duke i was coming to ask you to dance with me in the third quadrille the third that's a long way off oh i'm engaged for the two first monsieur d'auvray have the kindness to give your hand to the duke de richelieu i have a word to say to you here d'auvray give me your cards when you come back i promise you you shall find daumont beaten into good humour sits down to play with daumont d'auvray walking about with madame de valcourt i wait your commands madame presently i do not wish to be overheard the devil a secret conference cry hall to your vain imaginations for they are already on a wrong scent i assure you the matter is this if you should happen to see the chevalier d'aubigny come in that young lieutenant in the king's guard you know pray keep your eye upon him for i suspect something like a duel is brewing between him and monsieur de richelieu richelieu again upon my soul he gives me more trouble than the whole french nobility put together and what is this duel about i'm not quite sure but whatever its origin may be tis your duty as lieutenant of my lord's high marshals of france to prevent it sir i have warned you and your business is to be on your guard and now be so good as to take me back into the ballroom chevalier for our secret conference is ended richelieu showing a handful of money here d'auvray i am doing a capital business for you d'auvray leading madame de valcourt into the ballroom very well go on with it exeunt i told you daumont you oughtn't to play against me you're sure to be beaten double the stakes with all my heart enter daubigny daubigny from the door at last comes slowly forward and stands opposite richelieu aha chevalier so there you are at last yes my lord duke can i say two words to you the moment this deal is over i am at your service i can wait that's well send me over your money daumont thanks chamillac take my place it's a lucky one getting up now sir chamillac takes richelieu's place i waited yesterday morning in the street till four o'clock to see your grace very possibly chevalier i left the palace by the park gate i have done myself the honour of waiting upon your grace three times to-day so i was informed sir to my great regret but i presume you are aware that as soon as i return from hunting yes you were so good as to call it my lodging they bow to each other i presume my lord duke that it is unnecessary for me to state the motive of my importunity mm. i rather think chevalier i have some idea of it you understand sir of course that when a man has attacked the honour of a woman whose father and brothers are prisoners in the bastille d'auvray comes in at the back and approaches them by degrees he is answerable to her lover upon my honour nothing can be more obvious my dear chevalier and i am entirely at your command i need not add that the real cause of our encounter must not be known the cause shall be the last comet or the warm weather or anything in short that may suit your fancy besides 
I have no doubt we shall find accommodating seconds. My lord duke, might it not be more accommodating to have none at all? Oh, very well. You will take a walk, for instance, in some place agreed upon between us. I shall happen to be out at the same time, and chance to ramble in the same direction, so that, in point of fact, it will be an encounter and no duel. Your place, sir? The nearer the palace, the better. The avenue which leads to the wood, then? Charming. Your grace's time? Name your own hour, my dear sir. Nine in the morning. Agreed. The arms? It is unnecessary to specify them. We are both gentlemen, and a gentleman's weapon is his sword. We go out as usual with our sword on, and excite nobody's curiosity or interference by so doing. Excellent. Tomorrow, then, at nine o'clock, in the avenue leading to the wood, and with no weapons but our swords. Just so, my lord duke. Dovray, touching them on the shoulder with a baton. In the king's name, stand. You are hereby ordered to appear on the eighth day from the present before the high court of my lord's marshals of France. So overheard. Dovray, the devil take you, my dear fellow. One really cannot have three words of comfortable difference in peace and quiet now, without conjuring up you and your staff of office. Gentlemen both, you, duke, and you, chevalier, take notice, this is no jest. You are officially warned, and from this moment your heads are between the axe and the block. How confoundedly pleasant. Give me, therefore, your word of honor both of you, that until my lord's marshals have determined the case, there shall be neither duel nor hostile encounter of any sort between you. It's none of my business, Chevalier. Let Monsieur Dovigny give you his word, and then you shall have mine. Otherwise, I must inform you that I am bound to follow him if he pleases in this matter, even to the scaffold. My lord duke, I would take your life, but I would have taken it myself. Trials and judges are useless in our case, sir. The only judge between your grace and me must be God. Monsieur d'Avray, I pledge my word to you. That neither duel nor encounter shall take place between you. Upon the honor of a gentleman. Upon the honor of a peer. Very good, gentlemen. Of course, I rely upon your word. Goes and looks over the card players. Servant entering. A courier, at this moment arrived from Paris, desires to speak with the Duke d'Aumont immediately on His Majesty's business. D'Aumont, getting up. Gentlemen, will you excuse me? The King's service first, my Lord Duke. Exit D'Aumont, following the footman. Really, Chevalier? I'm in despair about this balk. Console yourself, my lord duke. I hope to find a remedy for it yet. Of course, you are aware that the matter could not blow over thus, and that I should not have given my word so easily unless I had found a better way of ending the whole business. And did your grace really suppose that so short and easy an explanation had already satisfied me? If so, sir, you have done me yet another injury. To tell you the truth, Chevalier, I was a little surprised at the readiness with which you acceded to Monsieur Dovray's proposal. I should think your grace might have understood it, however. The cause of our duel, my lord, cannot be dragged before a tribunal. 
Mademoiselle de Belle-Isle is already dishonoured enough without the public disgrace of such discussions. But believe me, my lord duke, there are other ways of settling this quarrel. Permit me to remind you, sir, that you have given your word of honour. Not to fight, your grace, that's all. But the man who means to be revenged of an insult, the man who has lost peace, happiness, everything in this life, the man who has sworn to kill his enemy or be killed by him that man my lord duke for one means that fails him has a thousand others ready at his hand all that he asks is to find an adversary brave and loyal enough to allow that to the man whom he has robbed of every hope he has no right to refuse any satisfaction i flatter myself sir that you were finding me precisely such an adversary and therefore i gave my word for i reckoned upon your grace's courage you were quite right my dear sir and the devil take me if i back out from anything you propose very good sir here are dice he that has the worst of three throws what then it's like a game at forfeits shall blow his brains out my lord duke that's a kind of duel my lord's marshals take no cognizance of ha 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 my soul do you know that's a most ingenious contrivance of yours you hesitate sir my dear fellow it's the funniest notion i have ever heard of in all my life your grace refuses then no 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 not precisely have a care my lord duke this is the second time that it has happened to your grace what sir to be arrested in the most convenient manner at the moment of receiving a challenge well sir so that it might be almost supposed that monsieur d'alvray was in the secret beforehand oh that won't be supposed now for i accept the challenge well said my lord duke i looked for nothing less from you only my good friend i must beg for six hours reprieve after the game because you see if one doesn't happen to be a bastard one has always a little business to attend to in such cases before one six hours so be it they sit down to the dice charmed to have a thrill with you oh lord what you're dicing together now yes d'ovray have you a mind to go half in my stake yes but where's your money we are playing on parole begin my lord duke no excuse me do you begin chamillac i bet fifty louis upon richelieu very good i'll take you come gentlemen since your grace insists upon it throws five richelieu throws eight come come i want my revenge are they going on with it yes it's you to begin my lord duke i hope my beginning will bring you luck this time throws nine d'aubigny to chamillac you have no chance monsieur de chamillac i am sorry you bet it on my side throws eleven that's better quits d'aubray do you mean to go on monsieur d'aubigny certainly sir the same bet chamillac seven seven nothing 
Shall we stop now, Chevalier? This is my answer. Nine. Eleven. Daubigny, rising. My lord duke, you have won. There are your fifty louis, Dauvray. Chevalier, I do hope you are not in earnest. And how dare you suppose any such thing, sir? Because the thing's impossible. If it had been impossible, sir, your grace would not have agreed to it. Yes, but if I had lost... If you had lost, my lord duke, you would have kept your word, as I shall keep mine. For God's sake. It is just morning, three o'clock. At nine, your grace, I shall pay you. Exit. Richelieu following him. Sir, sir, you will do no such thing, or you are stark staring mad. The rest of the characters go off gradually into the ballroom. Richelieu remains in front of the stage, walking about in great agitation. He'll do it. Oh, he'll do it as he says it. There are certain men one need only look at once to know what stuff they are made of. Is there no way to prevent this horrid absurdity? To think that he'll go quietly home to his lodgings, and there, alone and in cold blood. Gad's life, it's worse than a murder. Youth, courage, my fine name, and in six hours to have his brains blown out by a pistol shot. And all for that infernal wager of mine, that I wish to God I'd lost a hundred times over. More particularly, as devil take me, if I know in the least how I won it after all. If that fellow shoots himself, he'll haunt me all my life. If I was only at Paris, I might get a letter to Cachet, and clap him into the Bastille. He would be safe enough there, unless he hung himself up to the window bars. But here, there's nothing to be done. On my soul, I shall go distracted. Dumont coming down. And upon my soul, I shall go distracted. You? What about? Why, about what's happening to me? Is something happening to you too? Why? You seem quite upset. Agitated. My dear fellow, what's the matter? Have you heard the news from Paris? No. Complete change of ministry. The bishop of Fréjou at the head of the cabinet. The bishop? The bishop. Ah. There, there, there. I said so. I told the marchioness so not half an hour ago. And she pooh-poohed at it in the grandest style. What becomes of Monsieur de Bourbon? Arrested. Arrested? A prince of the blood royal? Arrested nevertheless, but this is not all. What? Something else? I have received a letter from the king ordering the marchioness to her estate, there to remain banished, in fact, till further notice. Why do they write that to you? Because, as captain of the king's guard, I am to have the honour of escorting her thither. Oh, Lord! Poor Damon! What wilt thou do? I must do as I am commanded. I take it. Is any delay granted? Not a minute. The express is not to return to Paris till he has seen us off. Here, Damon. Here comes the marchioness to fetch you to dance with her. I wish I was a hundred feet underground. 
madame de valcourt entering what are you about daumont i am waiting for you poor fellow the question is not what he is doing but what he will do for i assure your ladyship his mind is by no means made up what do you mean madam pray forgive me i am most unfortunate i am in despair bless us what's the matter with you my dear marchioness let what will happen depend upon me as your devoted friend and use all my influence and interest if however they are not going to the devil with your own my influence lost my interest what are you both talking about are you both mad madam the king may not be disobeyed who thinks of disobeying his majesty why he does Delmont does if he only knew how but he is compelled to execute the orders he has just received from court and what are they for heaven's sake duke speak do not alarm yourself madam this loss of favour is probably only temporary loss of favour you will be the death of me both of you with your preparations come i'm no coward speak out at once do and let me know what is the matter enter chevalier d'auvray d'auvray to richelieu i beg your pardon my dear duke but i must trouble you for your sword hallo d'auvray showing a letter the king's sign manual prisoner you must go immediately to paris to give an account of yourself to the new powers that be oh for pity's sake will nobody have the charity to tell me what all this means why my dear marchioness it means that you are pious humble self-denying meek and all unworldly bishop is at the head of the government that daumont is at this moment in his pocket in order to escort you into banishment and that the duc de bourbon is arrested good god my uncle your uncle your uncle your uncle oh gentlemen for heaven's sake lose no time in useless exclamations what is to be done but can't i see my uncle of what use were that since he is arrested if i wrote to the king your letter will be read by the bishop to the queen that indeed oh yes she surely cannot have forgotten that i was the means of bringing her out of banishment to place her on the foremost throne of europe but who on earth will give my letter to her i will my dear marchioness depend upon me oh your grace stands by me in my need Dumont, give me that pen and ink my head spins round i scarce know what i am writing writes the dancers gradually return richelieu snatching the paper from her stop 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 a bit is this your handwriting madam did not you see me write it what do you mean what do i mean why that if this is your handwriting madam this note and this petition are your handwriting also and not mademoiselle de belle's and if so who was it that received me last night in her chamber where i thought she was sir nay madam the truth the truth 
lives as well as fortunes are in every minute that we waste now who was in that room last night madame de valcourt rising myself you your grace's humble servant and your wife his wife his wife my wife your wife then i've lost my wager that mademoiselle de belle was not in the room then Dovigny need not blow his brains out. <sighs> My dear, dear madam, pray excuse me, but indeed, I am so overjoyed at having lost that cursed wager that I protest I am not half as much shocked by this news as might have been expected. Domon, Doré, I owe you each five hundred louis. For God, madam, I am more obliged to your ladyship for being my wife than words can express. But come, 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 let us waste no time in useless exclamations. Since you are my wife, madam, give me your hand, and to Paris instantly, to throw ourselves at the king's feet. For unless I can be back here in less than six hours, the bravest young fellow in France will have blown his brains out. Good God! What do you mean? Excellent company. Strange accidents, you see, have occurred to us. Some of us have fallen into disgrace and summoned to matrimony. Tis little more than three in the morning yet. I shall be back here in six hours, if horses' legs may do it, and hope to find the ballroom not yet empty, and the supper-room still full. Come, come, madam, my dear marchioness, duchess, I mean, reserve all further particulars for the road, for I tell you, if that young man's death is to lie at my door, I will never forgive you, or myself or any human being that has been concerned in so terrible a jest. End of the fourth act.